0: Welcome to X-Files Podcast, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Janice Formichella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to heal from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical new chapter in life. I am here each week To share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new single life, you are in the right place. And I've got your back. Welcome to X-Files, everyone. Hello. I'm so, so glad that you are here. This is a special week for me to drop an episode because I am working on this episode from Auckland, New Zealand, all the way from Denver, Colorado, United States of America. (laughs) So if you can hear the cicadas outside, that is why. I am here visiting guest co-host and friend of the show, Jessie Marie, and I'm treating myself to an adventure and also my first international trip since before the pandemic. I've been in New Zealand now four days and absolutely loving it. I am loving, loving, loving spending time with Jessie. The two of us are having a great time. She's just as wonderful in person as I Thought She would be. And traveling this far away has come with a lot of unexpected circumstances and feelings and things happening that I didn't really predict. I don't try to predict everything that's going to happen. <laughs> and I've decided... To re release an oldie but goodie X Files episode that I did, I believe it was all the way back in 2021 on overcoming loneliness. I decided to give myself a little extra time to work on a couple new episodes that are very much in progress, but this felt better for me today. Um, it's given me the chance to spend more time with Jesse and to kind of go with the flow um, the past few days. So, as some of you will know, I used to produce X files with a co-host. Every once in a while, we would release what we called our solo episodes. Helping people to overcome loneliness is something that I am extremely passionate about doing. And one important solo episode that I did was on this very topic. I've gone on to speak on many different platforms on the subject and to continue to study it. And this was kind of my introduction to this being my big thing. As I have continued to work one-on-one with people, I have come to learn that overcoming loneliness and dealing with spending time alone and being uncomfortable and scared of it is something that a lot of people struggle with. And it's often the key to moving on from a breakup. And if you don't believe me, just keep on listening. And because I'm proud of the episode and because I know how important it is, I decided to share it once again. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I've gained a lot of experience and expertise and skill as a podcaster since then, as well as gotten a lot of very fancy equipment that I'm very thankful to my boyfriend for helping me to figure out. So, you know, just go ahead and, you know, forgive or ignore any sound issues or just like general lack of experience that I'm sure that you will hear. I listened to it today and I actually, you know, felt kind of emotional listening to myself all the way back then. And um, yeah, I hope that you'll enjoy it and also maybe enjoy taking a little peek inside the journey that I've been on um, as a content creator. And if you would like help overcoming loneliness, moving on from your breakup, or finding the bright point in the pain that you are currently experiencing, just DM me on Instagram for information on -on one-on-one support. And please get a pen and paper ready as you are about to listen to this episode. Thank you so sincerely for being here, and I will see you next week. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of X-Files. This is Janice Formicella, your friendly neighborhood breakup coach, and I am flying solo today. Claire and I like to come in here once in a while and just, you know, talk about our own experience and um, share what we um, kind of do and offer and what makes us the coaches that we are. So, and I have been looking forward to this episode for a couple weeks now. I've been kind of prepping for it and planning and thinking about it on my walks. And that is because I am here to speak to you today about loneliness and breakups. Ooh, that's a big one, right? It's come up a lot in my own uh, coaching practice and in the X Files community, including on our Facebook group, uh, Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. You can come and get support for your loneliness over there. And I'm, I'm, it's just it's coming up over and over again that people are struggling with loneliness. After their breakup, um, I've been hearing that people really want to get into relationships again because they just, they can't handle the loneliness. People are dreading the weekends, right? That's a big one. Um, you know, really rushing to get back out there before they're really ready. And, you know, maybe while they're still processing their breakup because they, they can't, they can't handle uh, being alone. Um, or, you know, I'm hearing that people are spending time alone and just absolutely hating it or, not being able to get their ex out of the brain on the weekend. So I knew that I needed to come in and do an episode about this because I really consider that, you know, basically the secret to my success as a single person and as a happy person is my ability to spend time alone. And it is something that I have learned from a lot of experience, um, some painful experience, and it did not happen overnight. <laughs> But it's something that you know, served me really well with the pandemic. It's something that has led to a lot of the success that I currently have in, in various aspects of my life. And it's something that I want to share with you. And um, hopefully it will help. So, I have a couple stories that I really want to tell because I know that I come on this podcast a lot and I talk about how much time, how much I love being single and I love spending my weekends doing various projects and um, you know I have a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> about it. Um, but I want everyone to know it was not always this way. Okay, so a little bit about how I got to where I am today. As some of you who have listened know, uh, several years back, I left an abusive relationship and that left me quite traumatized, very depressed, very unhealthy, very, very unwell. And unfortunately, following, um, following me leaving, I was not able slash I did not decide to commit to my healing journey. I did not process what had happened. And I was surrounded by some very, very negative voices and messages and influences. So about three months in, if anything, I was getting worse. I was not in a good place, trust me. (laughs) Um, At about this point, I was still freelancing and I got the opportunity to go to Australia. Where I knew, you know, like one person and I was going to work there for a month. Nobody over there knew what I had been through. It wasn't something that I wanted to really tell new people. And because I was in so much pain and not knowing how to process it and deal with it, what I really qu- quickly found that helped was to meet new people, surround myself with people constantly, socialize compulsively and do other compulsive things. Um you know, drinking a lot, I was not able to access a happy place. You know, I really couldn't remember the last time that I'd been really really happy. So, you know, I turned to things like drug-induced experiences. I never stopped. I was always around other people. I worked from a co-working place. I probably say that almost every night I was doing something. And then if I maybe didn't have something planned, I lived with a flatmate who was also an extrovert and we would do something. So, it, but it was yeah, I had a lot of fun. But it was because I wanted to distract myself from what had happened. I wanted to distract myself from the pain I had felt rejected by the people around me when I was back in the states. Um, obviously, being abused by a partner leaves you with feelings of rejection, and so to put a, a bandaid on it, on it, I just started you know surrounding myself with people. This went on for about three years. And it was, you know, I had a lot of happy times, you know, a lot, uh, trust me. Um, but it was also, it was a way to self, self-medicate. self But it was my way of life, you know? you know. Sometimes I kind of felt like the most popular <laughs> girl in Melbourne, you know. It was, um, yeah, just this constant thing. What I didn't realize, though, at the time, was just how much socializing had become a form of self-medication for me. So the thing, though, And tell me if you've ever done this in a relationship. (laughs) And my relationship would have been like my entire social network. I became to kind of think of this social network as kind of my savior in a way, you know, like I couldn't be without it similar to the way that, you know, you might find yourself in a relationship and just willing to do absolutely anything for it. So for me, that meant that I was going to try and gain residency in Australia. Um, and before you start DMing me to ask for how to do this, my advice would be not, to not do it because it destroyed my life. All right. So in, in order to get the visa, there's this long process. And um, ultimately, what it came down to was that I was going to get a work sponsorship. However, in order to get it approved, you have to apply and then you have to go Offshore, whilst you wait for it to get approved. Okay, so a kind of a very sticky situation. And guess what? They don't tell you how long it is going to be. I was told that it would be somewhere between two weeks and six months. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so kind of hard to plan your life when that's the the window that you're given. So, but you know what? Nothing was going to stand in my way, even though I knew that the work situation was not good. In the beginning, I saw some things that made me think this might not be the best situation, pushed it out of my mind. I ended up spending every last bit of my savings to make it happen, even though I had a feeling that maybe that wasn't a good idea. (laughs) You know, this would be the equivalent of me ignoring the red flags in a relationship. And I put it all out of my head. What I decided to do was to go to Bali. Cheap place, happy place, warm, made sense. So I ended up going, and I had a friend come with me who had never been to Bali. She was going to come, and we were going to holiday for the first, I think, 10 days or so. Uh, And then she'd come back, and I'd just kind of be there and see what was going to happen. So that holiday was really lovely, actually. And then the reality of the fucking situation started to set in. And I realized that she was going to leave and I knew no one on the island. I had very little money. I had no idea how long I was going to be there. And the freaking fear hit me like a ton of bricks. I had no plans for the weekend. I I didn't know when I was going to see anyone again. When I took her to the airport, I came back to the villa And I remember very clearly sitting on my bed and absolutely bursting into tears. You know, the type, the sobbing that leaves you kind of exhausted. Then when I stopped crying, I had absolutely no idea what I was gonna do with the rest of the weekend. And you know what? I self-medicated, I got some alcohol. I wasn't even to the point that I was comfortable going out to a restaurant alone at that, at that stage. So I got some Island rum. And at some point I remember waking up on the bathroom floor. I was fucking terrified of what, of being alone for, I didn't know how long. So the first month was really hard. And I complained, I kind of played a bit of a victim and, but you know, I got through it. Um, luckily at the time the people in Melbourne were being really supportive, but I relied on them. You know, I'd call people every single day, the weekend would come, I would cry. I would call people crying. I didn't really commit to figuring it out. After about a month and a half, I kind of figured out, I, I kind of, I got to the point where I realized I was going to need to figure this out. And I did, I started reading, you know, I had my Kindle with me that kind of helped uh, eventually kind of started doing some side projects. I started doing some things that I'm going to talk about later in this episode and slowly, but surely I actually started to enjoy it. And I started to do it successfully. I started to actually look forward to the weekends because I had little projects lined up that I wanted to work on. I started, you know, enjoying being on the Island and getting out hiking. It was challenging. I actually planned to go back to Bali, um, Maybe this year or next. Um, it was challenging for me because I also didn't have much money. So I had to also get creative um because I couldn't go out as much and do things I wanted to do. And so this is like extreme soloing, you know, not a lot of money, um, no friends, and just kind of figuring it out with almost nothing. I mean, really, I was living on the bare minimum of it all. And I really started to enjoy it. This is when I started the meditation practice that I still keep up with today, every single day, every day, I promise you. Uh, Journaling, I started a bullet journal, I started all of these things. And in fact, I even started to write my first coaching program during this time. So I would absolutely say that I grew as an individual so much. You know, I went from this party girl who wasn't able to spend one night without friends and not being mindful at all about her life, just going from one thing to the next to the the next, to being mindful, to living the law of attraction, to waking up and having a meditation practice, and to looking forward to each day, even though I knew it was going to be spent alone. And eventually, I did get the visa approved over three months. Three months. No, maybe four. (laughs) It's been a couple years. It was a while, people. And guess what? I had grown to love these practices and my lifestyle, my schedule so much that I actually felt like it was a bit of a loss when I got back to Melbourne. And I immediately found myself in a messed up situation with the visa, with the employer. I was told that if I wanted the job and thus the visa, that I was going to be giving up all control over my schedule and have it dictated to me. I was in another super abusive situation, this time with my employer. I could not meditate. I found myself in in a not very... (laughs) not very healthy living situation either, where I just didn't have even time or space to do that. And I kind of backtracked in a way. I threw a lot of what I had gained out the window. And because the situation was so toxic that I had found myself in, because I had been so desperate to hold on to this community that I thought was, you know, my saving grace, that the whole thing fell apart. It was, it was never going, it was never going to to work similar to other abusive relationships (laughs) and the shitty thing is after things fell apart I actually had to start looking at my relationships with these the same people who I'd been so desperate to hold on to and I had the very very painful realization that a lot of the relationships weren't healthy that my motivations for having certain people in my life didn't come from a place of you know love but really just um maybe wanting friends or, you know, various other things and that I didn't really have what I thought I had. And also that I'd made a mess out of my life uh, and that I had a lot of responsibility for, um, the chaos and for basically hitting this rock bottom point. So I started thinking about what I needed to do to get back to that person that had been there in Bali to get back to myself. I didn't even know who I was anymore. And so this time I self-selected to be alone. And I basically decided I was just going to cut out everything in my life that wasn't for you know my higher purpose. And I was going to figure this out. I was going to take control over my life. And I actually started house sitting. I was still at this stage, pretty broke. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I aggressively sought out house sits, um, something that's kind of a popular thing to do over in Melbourne. Um, so I had time and space to myself and I decided I am going to figure this out. And I did started back up with the meditation started back up with the projects, with reading, with my walks, which I still love to this day and just rebuilding my life. But I knew that it had to be on my own. I knew that a lot of the problems that I had had, a lot of the reasons for finding myself in this situation were because I was not self-reliant. And I decided that I wanted to be perhaps for the first time in my life. And it really worked. (laughs) A lot of the success that I found today is because of this time. All right. It prepared me to come back to the States. It opened my eyes to the reality that that's what I needed to do. And it gave me the courage and confidence to realize that I could do it. You know, I hadn't kept my communities in the States strong. And so I didn't, I knew that I wouldn't have people to rely on. I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that to make it happen, though, it would need to be pretty much all me. Spending all this time alone um, allowed me to realize that I could. It really gave me a lot of clarity. And you know what? To be honest, I enjoyed it, which again, trust me, you can start to enjoy time alone. And then, of course, a year in, when I was just starting to kind of make friends here, (laughs) the pandemic hit yay (laughs) and I'm living alone and don't know hardly anyone in this area and I really rocked it I was able I actually gained a lot from from my experience last year and a lot of people ask too like how are you doing this is it you live alone right I'm like yeah and I'm loving it (laughs) so some of you might be saying but Janice none of that was breakup related well I could go into how it was it's all related to breakups but let's talk about why we feel lonely after a breakup okay you might have or you do have a chemical addiction to someone as Claire and I have talked about on the show many times you do build up an addiction to the person that you love or the person who you're just used to having around, used to spending time with, used to texting. All right. That is, that is a hard void void to fill. It really is. And now let's be honest. Did you isolate yourself from your friends during the relationship? That's something that's come up in my coaching practice a bit. <laughs> if you found that you did that, you know, you can always repair it and you can always take that into your next relationship and realize that, you know, you need to keep your friends around, even, even when you're in love. <laughs> Um, so and then just simply put, we've gotten used to having someone else around. So, you know, it's a habit. Habits are hard to break. And you know what? A lot of us were never very comfortable spending time alone. If you thought about it, you know, have you ever really thrived solo or single? All right. So, how did I get to the point where I am single by choice and loving it? Some of how I've coped and how you can as well. (laughs) Okay. So get into a project and don't roll your eyes I know this sounds kind of like typical breakup advice Um, and you know what? Sometimes typical breakup advice or relationship advice or dating advice is typical because experts know that it works and I know that this works. (laughs) Having a project has helped me so much in lonely times, including Bali, including the pandemic. Um, For instance, like I said earlier, I started a bullet journal when I was in Bali. I got really, really into that. I started writing blog posts um, to earn a little extra money on the side when I was in Bali. Um, Like I said, I wrote a coaching program, all sorts of projects uh, that I that I got into during the pandemic. I started doing uh, decoupage again and a little felting and crafting. So look around and find something that you might like. Um, I, for instance, have heard gardening can help. Um, oh, someone, I've also heard a couple different times that people can get really into coding. so you know whatever you whatever works. All right? DM me if you want some um, to throw some ideas around. Okay, two, get outside. All right? If being alone is something that you dread, I highly highly, highly suggest getting outside in the beginning of the day. If you can hike, that's wonderful. But if that is not accessible to you, um, you could go outside and have coffee in your backyard. Go for a walk around your neighborhood. Um, Go to the farmer's market on the weekend. Drive to a park or walk to a park and walk around for a few minutes. Walk to a cafe to get your coffee. So, like, there's no excuses. maybe if the uh, maybe for weather but you can typically find some way to get outside and once you do um being outside reduces stress gives us a boost of the happy hormones it gets the blood pumping which is really good for your mental and physical health and it helps feel alive you know getting some fresh air on your skin that is great when you're feeling blue um, if you exercise outdoors, that's my thing, it increases all of the benefits of exercise and all of the benefits of being outside. So, and maybe this could be your project and you get outside. Maybe you could kind of finally learn how to run or, you know, build your endurance. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yep. Yeah. So um, any time of day is good, but I just think that if this is something that you're struggling with to just make it a part of your morning routine. It might make the rest of your day a lot easier. All right, so another thing that I have done and that I know that many people did during the pandemic is a course. <laughs> the online courses were all over during the pandemic. I took a couple. Um, I took a Royal Fashion History class and I also did my coach course, coaching school. So having a goal and a structured activity, such as a course, it will definitely help you with loneliness because it gives you something to do with your time, okay? It provides the structure that you need instead of just feeling like your weekend is just this big black hole (laughs) and that you don't know how you're going to fill it with or you don't know what you're going to fill it with. And it will make you feel accomplished, right? And as I often say, when you learn about new things when you're single, it makes you more dynamic. It makes you more interesting when you start to date again, right? And then again, just like getting outdoors, if you think a course might be right for you, there's no excuses for not finding one, all right? After last year, there are courses online in all price ranges from free and up, And everything, all right? Yoga certification, woodworking, fashion history, crafts, coding. There's a class for everything. There's online cooking classes. That would be an awesome thing to do when you're single and lonely. (laughs) All right? So just go on and look. And eventually, you'll find something that feels good and go for it. Uh, This is something I would really, really love to hear about um, if you find a course that, that you love. You know, I actually was just looking online the other day and I even found um, a course on hair jewelry, you know, where in the, in the Victorian era, they would um, actually make jewelry out of people's hair. There's a course on that. You know, I mean, there's classes on everything. Go for it. All right. Media. Let's talk about what you watch and listen to. Okay. If you're going to distract yourself with Netflix or Amazon prime, which is something I don't, like I suggest, I mean, I don't see why not pick something that's uplifting or relatively uplifting, right? When I was going through this crappy time back in Melbourne with, you know, my job falling apart and the visa falling apart, I, for some reason, started watching that show Bloodline that was out a few years back. I don't know if anyone remembers. And it is so dark, I remember one night I was texting with a friend and she was like, why are you being like so verbose and weird right now? And and it was because I was watching that show. So be careful about what you surround yourself with and expose yourself to. Yes, binging a Netflix show is a great way to distract yourself, especially in the early days. Everyone knows I watched the L word and ate Pringles when I was getting divorced, but make sure that it's, it's uplifting in some way. Uh, you know, maybe choose something that's not necessarily full of romance if that's going to get you down right now. So I have two suggestions for breakup binging that almost always work. I've suggested them to many people and that is Grace and Frankie, the TV show on Netflix. It's hilarious. And Queer Eye, hello. I love those guys so, so much. And both shows should get you smiling. So go for it. They both have several seasons. It'll definitely keep you occupied for a few weekends. Great. Another tip. Find something to look forward to. So back in my Bali days, I started doing the solo date night that some of you may have heard me talk about. I've always, always, always been someone who loves going out to eat, uh, eating in restaurants, having drinks at bars are just two of my favorite weekend activities. You know, I'm just one of those people who loves to chat over, you know, in public over a meal or a drink. And I mean, being in Melbourne, that was a really great place to do this there. They have a great foodie scene. Um, and I really, really missed it when I was in Bali um I mean there's there's restaurants but I guess for me it was always something I did with other people um and yeah like I was saying after the first month I actually started to dread the weekends more um and even though there were some restaurants it wasn't as easy for me to go out because I was pretty broke (laughs) it was a really bad situation um but then I just also got to a point where I was just determined to beat this So I started kind of budgeting in to be able to go out each weekend. And I started doing and posting about the solo date night. And I'm not kidding you. It would involve getting dressed up. And then I would somehow like make my way through the town that I was living in. And I would often, not always, but I would often go to the little Mexican restaurant that was in town. All week long, I looked forward to this. You know, I made sure that I was putting money aside. I posted about it every time I did it on Instagram and that kind of added more excitement to it as well. You know, I was putting it out there that I, that I was doing this. I know that going to dinner alone much and, you know, posting about it on Instagram might be a stretch for a lot of people. And I would just say, just try it, you know, maybe go for lunch, um, experiment with it. You know, if going, being in a restaurant alone, doesn't sound fun to you maybe go at a time that it's not you know very busy or something but really this is something that still to this day I enjoy in fact the other day I even stopped work an hour early and went to my favorite little sushi place and just yeah had myself a dinner like you know nothing's gonna hold me back if I want to go and have a nice sushi dinner I'm not waiting for anyone (laughs) if you start doing the solo date night please tag me and I will root you on all right. And something else that can help with loneliness after a breakup is a routine. This is something else that I developed um, in my, during my Bali stay. And I know that this absolutely is not for everyone. I'm kind of type A, uh, but it, it works for me. So one reason it worked for me is that, you know, living alone, being over there and not having too much to do, waking up and not knowing what the day would bring was scary. It would sometimes cause me a bit of anxiety. So um, structuring my day actually started to help a lot. So, and still to this day, I develop a routine that goes along with the weather, with my natural um, cycles, and that pretty much keeps me occupied, uh, feels joyful, and that I'm in control of. Still to this day, I really need the flexibility over my schedule. And people are surprised, but you know, I really keep quite a normal schedule, um, especially Monday through Friday. And yeah, kind of the secret to my success still. So, um, if this kind of, you know, turns you on a bit, and you think that this is something that you might like to try, um, you know, do something that's easy, and that you can commit to, and then add to it, okay? So you don't need to necessarily be getting up at six every morning, running a mile, meditating, writing in your journal, working for a few hours, do, do something that's easy, and see how you go. All right, so what does a lot of this come down to? A lot of learning to love spending time alone comes down to mindfulness. All right? I know that this might be annoying to people <laughs> because you might hear it a lot in this space and that also I think, you know, we can throw the term around a lot without actually knowing or explaining what it means. But eventually you are going to really need to de- you're going to need to make a decision to stop thinking about your ex into kind of dealing with this. It's really hard to do. And it's also a choice. And it can be a lot of work. All right. I know that. If you can't get your ex out of your head, you will probably benefit from learning about mindfulness and how to redirect your thoughts. And it might just be the secret to your success. I really, really believe that you have the power to do it. I have the power that I I believe that you have the power to get this person out of your head. And if you believe that you have the power, then you will do it. All right. So I won't go into it here uh, because, you know, mindfulness is something that you can get a lot of information about online. Um, So, yeah, start to look into it. All right. Those are my tips for loneliness after your breakup. Hmm. So I want to say again that I know how hard it is. I really do. And it might not be easy to take my suggestions and my positive spin on things very seriously if you're in the early days of a breakup and if you are dreading your weekend or having a bad weekend. You might be sitting here listening, just rolling your eyes, saying that, you know, I don't know what it's like. And I totally, totally get that. And I would never want to come off and come on this podcast with all of my tips and cheerfulness and um, come off as though I don't struggle. You know, I do, I'm still single and I still live alone. All right. As I've said, this was a journey for me. I had really, really, really dark days days that I dreaded, days that I self-medicated and did not do this well. And you know what? I still have days that are a challenge to me from time to time. I promise you. Most of the time, I'm awesome at this. Not always. For instance, my my past few birthdays have been spent alone. And seriously, I'm going to tell you right now, I have not learned the solo birthday thing yet. I haven't enjoyed them. They've been major triggers for me as far as my mood and bringing out a little bit of depression. So I really, I know how hard this can be. Um, I have had solo holidays that I have really enjoyed, like genuinely enjoyed. So I figured that out, but the birthday, no, (laughs) I would love to come on and do another solo episode about, you know, how to rock a birthday as a single person. um, But I'm not able to do that. And I also know that determination plus some time and experimenting can be, you know, can make a really big difference. So for instance, with the birthday thing, as an example, I know that I have the ability to beat it and to, and to figure it out. I haven't yet, but I know that I can. So I've already started to think about, um, you know, proactive ways to approach my birthday next year. So if this feels really big to you right now, Please have faith, know that you can beat it, and be proactive in your loneliness journey. It may not happen overnight, but it will happen. I'm sure of it. I know that was a lot. If you would like support from someone who's been there, My coaching calendar does currently have openings. I have absolutely loved hearing from people who listen to the podcast and want to connect over coaching and with coaching. So right now I'm doing one-off consults. I do some three-session packages, and I have two different three-month packages. So there's a wide variety depending on what your needs and wants are during this time. So the packages are customized depending on what you are desiring to tackle, where you're at in your breakup journey and how much, you know, one-on-one contact you need. So we, you know, determine all of this at the beginning of your program. It's been really powerful for everyone who's gone through it. And I know that it can make a big difference for you. You know, I got into this because I wanted to support people after having a few bad breakups and not feeling like I had, you know, positive reinforcements. And I want to give that to people. So I'm going to leave my information in the show notes. And as always, we have it at the end of the episode. Always get in touch with me with questions. Yeah, I'd love to be a part of your journey. Why? Other than what I just said. (laughs) I really, really, really believe in your power and in your ability to beat loneliness and whatever else comes your way during your breakup and during your healing journey. And I also know that if you focus on learning how to spend time alone and how to cope with it, that spending time alone might just become your superpower. See you next time. Thank you for listening to X-Files podcast. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message through the X-Files Instagram account, and I will personally be in touch to get you started. Remember, if you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.